This program is brought to you by the partners of A Root Awakening International. Help others find truth. Support A Root Awakening International today. Tomorrow is a big day around here. Tim Mahoney is coming. So are Miles Jones and Matthew Vanderels. Even Dr. Nehemia Gordon, Keith Johnson, and Nelson Calvia will be here. Heck, I'll be here too. But the most exciting thing is that Michael Rood will be here for Passover 2023 because it's the end of the sixth day. The sun is set and this is Shabbat Night Live. Shabbat Shalom, Torah fans. Welcome to Shabbat Night Live with Michael Rood and our special edition Passover 2023 preview. We have an action-packed day tomorrow and you can see it all live when you sign up to watch it right now at PassoverCharlotte.com. Yes, you can still sign up. Yes, you can still see it all tomorrow. And tonight, all of the speakers are joining us online to give us a preview of their presentations tomorrow. So we're going to talk more about Passover in just a sec, but first we are on the third Shabbat of the month of the Aviv. And we are now into the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the day of first fruits, aha, which will be on Sunday. And let's talk more about that with my co-host, Ted Clayton. Welcome, Ted. Well, thanks, Scott. It's, I'm glad to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. This is the time we've been waiting for. It's Passover 2023. Set the captives free. It's just going to be a fantastic time. And I know I look forward to it every year for Passover, but this year is going to be something special. This year, we're going to have Michael Rood in the house. He's going to be here with us with the Seder. And this is just going to be a great, great event. And you're going to want to sign up for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely fabulous. And we have some guys who have never been here before for a Passover. Like uh, like Miles Jones has been here before. And Nehemia and Keith. And, of course, we welcome them back. Wonderful information they're bringing. Yeah. But uh, Nelson Calvillo, yes. who is uh, helping Nehemia do some things. Indeed. He'll be here. And also uh, Matthew Vanderels. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Vanderels is just such a a wonderful talent, and he is just going to be an incredible, an incredible uh, speaker with us this year. Like uh, like Scott said, we have uh, Miles Jones. Miles has something incredible, and you know what? Let's talk a little bit about what they're going to say a little bit. I know okay, we're coming sure. later yeah. on down SNL, but what are some of the themes that they're going to be talking about this year? Okay, Scott? well, mine, as you can imagine, is break free from big pharma. And, That's what I'm all about. And you're so. always great. We always have Scott first because health is so important to Michael and the entire Rude crew. And Scott is our doctor on record here at Rude Awakening International. And he's always the first to come out of the gates uh, at Passover and any other event. And so after you, I believe, is Miles Jones. Yeah, Miles Jones, He's going to. he just got back from Saudi Arabia. Mm. I guess what he did at Saudi Arabia, at the base of Mount Sinai. Yes. He got married. No, <laughs> he got married. Are you kidding? Yeah, I called the other day and he says, "Sorry, I, I couldn't take your call. I was at the base of Mount Sinai getting married to my fiance." Well, <laughs> so that's something. He's, he's new, yeah, so I guess she's yeah. coming too. Good. So anyway, so he's uh, got some brand new information, and he was, I mean, Miles doesn't blow things up out of proportion, and right. but uh, he texted me and said. 
you're, you're gonna love what I'm doing at Passover. He says, this is like spectacular upon spectacular mm. stuff. So he's found something in Saudi Arabia that apparently is not being talked about wow. or that no one has ever seen before or something. Yeah. There's something big company. He won't even tell me what it is. So there's that. And then we have uh, Matthew Vanderels. Actually, Scott, you know, we're gonna do lunch at 12 noon. So we're gonna have lunch from 12 to one. And then at one o'clock, who do we have coming back with us? Oh, that's uh, Tim Mahoney. I had said, uh, right, that's Tim Mahoney is up next, right? That's right, Tim Mahoney. And he's gonna be talking about? He, uh, freedom from fear. Freedom from, from fear. fear. Yeah, great thing. He's talking all about how the, the Israelites, the mistakes they made were all based on fear. Instead of trusting Yehovah and just going forward, they, they got in their own heads and feared. And how can we uh, take that as an example and not do the same thing? You know what else he's bringing? What's that? His guitar. He's gonna sing. He's gonna sing. Oh yeah. man, ladies and gentlemen, you're not gonna wanna miss that. And then at two o'clock, we have- Matthew Vanderels. yep, love Matthew. And, and Matthew, once again, a great speaker, ladies and gentlemen, and Matthew's gonna be talking about what? Uh, the blood and the water. The blood, blood and the and water. water, interesting. Then at three o'clock, we have kind of a super team combo coming in with Nehemia Gordon, uh, Keith Johnson, and Nelson Calvillo. Mm -hmm. And he, they are gonna be talking about? Uh, it's about uh, a new freedom, is what they're saying. A new freedom, they won't give me details. So you know Nehemia, he's very <laughs> secretive about this kind of stuff. So he won't tell me what's, what this is all about, so I guess you have to find out tomorrow. And then of course, we'll take a break from five to seven, but at 7 p.m., we have the famous Michael Rood Seder oh, wow. uh, for Passover. And ladies and gentlemen, Michael Rood will be there. He'll be there with Nehemia and the entire day's worth of speakers uh, there with them as well on stage. And ladies and gentlemen, this is gonna be a great thing. We're, you're not gonna wanna miss a moment of yep. this. And donations and is how this happens. I mean, yes. we're not up here without donations and Passover doesn't happen without donations. And you know, and it's just the way it works. And so, you know, something very significant is coming up the day after Passover, and that is the day of first fruits. This is when typically the Israelites would give the first part of their harvest, bring it to the temple, uh, not really knowing if the rest of the field was gonna make it or right. not. Was right. there going to be weather problems? Were there gonna right. be maturity? problems, what was gonna happen, that didn't matter. God right. said, you bring the first fruits, I'll take care of the rest. And that was this whole you know, freedom from fear, for lack of a better term, right? Exactly. Is to trust God with this type of thing. Or breaking the chains. Or breaking the chains, right? Yeah. And that's what you know, we encourage folks to do this year. You know, This is a, a, an opportunity for folks to, to give to the ministry so that we can go forward for the rest of the year. And we all need to be trusting Yehovah right now because things are going crazy. And Absolutely. I know that uh, you wanna say something about that as Absolutely, well. Absolutely, Scott, thanks. You know, ladies and gentlemen, there's a difference between fear and faith. And I want to right now help you activate your faith because right now, ladies and gentlemen, we, we need that first fruits offering here at A Root Awakening International. It helps us get through the summer, you know, because during the summertime, in every, in every organization, in every, uh, in every church, in every organization, Giving is down because people are doing other things. They're, they're being active because of the time of year, Scott. And ladies and gentlemen, your first fruits offering here at A Root Awakening during this Passover season is unbelievably important to make sure that this ministry can continue to bring the truth of the gospel around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, many people choose this time of year to make an extra offering of faith and we're asking you to do that right now. Uh, you know, uh, you can do it tonight. 
uh, and Scott can tell you how to do that. Or you can do it tomorrow during our Passover event, and you can do it during the Seder. Uh, that's the time we give uh, people here at the studio an opportunity to give, to give that first fruits, to give that faith offering uh, so that uh, A Root Awakening can continue and this ministry and Michael's message can go around the world. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you, we appreciate you, and you are extremely important to us. And giving outside of the Passover event is easy. Just arudawakening.tv slash give. Yes. Really that simple. Absolutely, right. absolutely. Thanks very much, Ted. Okay, tomorrow is the day. Passover 2023, live. You can sign up right now, passovercharlotte.com. But first, we're going to get a preview from all of tonight's speakers, so stay tuned for that and get ready for the Kiddush with Michael. Throughout the centuries, enemies have gone to war over the worthiest of causes. And yet, all of these causes fade into the pages of history. So why do we fight? If our adversary can cause us to forget how we became who we are, then we become unstable structures with no firm foundation. Al McCarn served as a military intelligence officer with the United States Army and comes from a long line of military men. But his greatest tour of duty was not to serve America. It was to serve his family, just as his enemies were doing. This teaching, The Warrior's Kingdom Calling, is our gift to thank you for supporting A Rude Awakening International. When you donate $50 to this ministry in April, we'll send you The Warrior's Kingdom Calling on DVD or Blu-ray. Donate $100 and we'll send you The Warrior's Kingdom Calling, plus a pewter and rhinestone wall hanging in the shape of the word Ahava, meaning love in Hebrew. Donate $300 and we'll send you three gifts. The Warrior's Kingdom Calling, the Hebrew Ahava wall hanging, plus a decorative 10-inch resin scroll of the Lord's Prayer, complete with a metal easel for stand-up display. These gifts are a limited time offer from Michael Rood to thank you for your support. Make your donation today and receive the $50 gift, the $100 gift, or the $300 gift. Get these exclusive thank you gifts when you make a donation to support A Rood Awakening International in April. Call 888-766-3610 or get your gifts online with a donation at monthlylovegift.com. I cannot believe it. I have been captive for almost a year and I had an experience with a man who helped to set this captive free. It is Scott Laird. I get to interview <laughs> you, my friend, yes. about Passover 2023. And I just want to say, I've got a picture, if it's okay. Yeah. I want to show a picture of what I was captive to. Okay. And here's the picture of my, what I call, big pharma that had me locked up. Now, oh, wow. Scott, they had me locked up with these. And I said to you in August of 2022, <laughs> do you have a key? And what did you say? I have the key. And what is the key, my friend? The key is testing. <laughs> Testing. The key is testing, yes, because here's why. Blood tests don't lie. Mm -hmm. Drug companies do, <laughs> okay? And I'm not even saying that doctors lie. Doctors don't lie. Doctors tell you what they've been taught to tell you, yes, right? Yes. But 
we have to kind of back up the train here. Where are doctors trained? In medical school. Mm. Who funds the medical schools? Mm. Drug companies. Mm. So obviously they're going to tell you, they're going to tell the doctor what they want to, you know, mm-hmm. to tell you. Mm-hmm. So for every symptom, there's a drug. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a better way of going about that. So we say, well, testing. And people say, well, I get tests from my doctor all the yeah, time. Yeah. Okay, testing's not enough. It's who is looking at those results mm. and how are they interpreting them? Mm. So on the right-hand side of every blood test, mm. whether it's from LabCorp or uh, LabQuest or any one of these places, they'll always have the reference r- r- interval on the right-hand side. Right. Tells you their ranges for normal, mm-hmm. for example, right? So where are those ranges taken from? They're from the average health of the average American. Okay. Well, I don't know about you, Keith, but I, I wanna be better than the average American. Amen. And so do you, and that's why you came to me, and that's right. what we've been working on. I yes. think people can see it's working oh, for listen, you. I'm in the listen, I'm in a process, <clears throat> but I gotta tell you something, I did something. I was so fuzzy-brained. Mm-hmm. When I went to my doctor, I didn't realize this. We did a video called uh, Keith's Health Awakening or oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Revolutionizing, whatever. Yes, did that video. How Keith revolutionized In that video, health. what I had said was that he told me I, had tight, I was pre-diabetic. Actually, I went and got the records. And I looked at the record, Scott, and the reason I put the picture of, the, of that pharmacia, the mm-hmm. pharmacy stuff that was up there, is because my doctor actually says, you have diabetes. And he started telling me, I need you to take one of these for seven days, and I need you to take one in the morning, one at the night. Pretty soon, all of the pictures that I'm showing there of all of that mm-hmm. pharmacia, that's supposed to be in my body right now. And I came to you in August, and I said, Scott, I've hit the wall. I'm, I, I'd gotten my, my A1C down. I was doing... Okay, but I hit the wall and he never explained to me why I might've had the higher number. He never explained to me what was happening after that, but what you guys did, and this is what's exciting about tomorrow. Folks, tomorrow you gotta come to Passover 2023 because Dr. Laird is gonna teach us about having the captives being set free from Big Pharma. I was locked up. I couldn't move. I literally couldn't move. And Scott, what you ended up doing was giving me a chance to see what's happening on the inside through the blood, and then the interpretation of those test results has changed my entire life. And I just wanna say, I, don't tell Nehemiah this, I'm more excited about this presentation tomorrow than the one that I'm doing with him. <laughs> Come on. I am, I am, because this is gonna help people get I'm just, I am really excited. Poke, you have to come tomorrow. They got, how do they do it? How, what, what so is, you go to PassoverCharlotte.com and right. that's where you, you can sign up to watch online. We have no room in the studio, right? But there's- Because it's a live event. Because it's a live event. Yeah, yeah this and, and is actually, nothing taped. You know, this is all, it's let, all let live. Let We're actually testing this right now. We got a live audience right now. You and I, guess who's in, who's in the live audience? Who's that? Michael Rood. <laughs> He is sitting right back so, I mean, there. We're like kind of getting this, you know, getting this yep. feeling, but tomorrow's gonna be live and then we're sending it around the world, which has always been the mission of a rude awakening, but Absolutely. people to get set free from farm, farm, farm yeah. is, I mean, it's, Well, see, this is just it. It's like, okay, so you're, you're given those drugs, why? Because you were given a diagnosis. Right. What's a diagnosis? A diagnosis is a fake point on, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's fake, it's man-made. It's like, when you get your numbers up to this point, we will determine you as diabetic. Right. Well, it's, it's an artificial point on a health continuum. We're all, having some form of diabetes, either going back or forward or cancer or anything like this, we have to look at it like that, not giving people a label. We have to go, where are you on the spectrum? And then not looking at those reference intervals that are on the regular blood test. Yes, get the blood test from LabCorp, sure. Mm -hmm. But then let someone like myself look at it and go, okay, we don't want you to stay under 199 cholesterol, for example, right? right? That's not realistic. What's realistic for true health, get this, 180 to 280. 
okay. is really okay. normal. Okay. Because that's gonna keep you healthy. Mm -hmm. Those reference intervals on those LabCorp tests are just to keep you alive. Okay. The average health of the average American. I thought we wanted something better than that. Mm -hmm. So we can't go by those reference intervals. It really matters who you talk to. Mm -hmm. Because then you'll get the true picture of what's going on mm -hmm. and how to get things back in line so that you never get to those diagnoses. Let me ask you a question, Scott. I'd like to say this. My doctor then sent me to what we called a, a doctor of pharmacy. And the doctor of pharmacy actually put in black and white, you cannot reverse this. <laughs> Why did that doctor say that? And literally, she's like, look, no, you gotta get on these drugs. And I said, no, I don't wanna take the drugs. And we had a battle mm -hmm. back and forth, back and forth. And I would take one and then you need to take two. And then I finally see you in August. And I, I, I'm not telling people to throw away their drugs but to understand what the drugs do and what's supposed to happen so you can get to the place where you can be free. Isn't that what we're talking about? Yeah. How do you get free from a diagnosis of drugs without understanding what's happening in your body? You, you can't. You can't. You can't. You have to, like you said in the beginning, you have to test, and then you have to have a doctor. Doctors and nurses are smart people. Mm -hmm. So you said, why do they tell you these things? Because that's what they're told. That's, that's what, what they're, they're taught told. to yes. tell you. Yeah. If they were taught otherwise, they would tell you otherwise. Yeah. And a smart doctor will help you get off of the drugs. I don't help people get off of the drugs. I help tell you to ask the questions that, and that's that will you help you get off of those drugs. Because sometimes <laughs> doctors just aren't thinking that way. Yeah. Look at tomorrow, Passover 2023, Set the captives free. I have been set free. You gave me the key. I like how that rhymes. <laughs> set the captives free. Get the key. Tomorrow, Passover 2023, do not miss it. You're going to be there. We've got a bunch of people coming, but yep. you're going to help us understand how to get free from Big Pharma. So we that's are. what we're doing. Yep. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Keith. Appreciate it. Fresh from a trip to Saudi Arabia with new evidence of the Israelites, Coming tomorrow to Passover 2023, Dr. Miles Jones. Dr. Jones, welcome. Well, thank you. I'm really just getting back, and it's been such an exciting journey. We have been to Mount Sinai in Arabia. We have photographed the new evidence of the Exodus. And I got to tell you, all the new discoveries that have happened lately have all backed up everything we've been saying on Root TV for the last several years about the location of Mount Sinai. So this is really exciting stuff. And the, the world is beginning to pay attention. And with the evidence we have, that's going to be, be even more dramatic. But it's going to get shown first on Passover, Root TV 2023. Oh, so I'm exciting. very excited about that. Indeed. So what kinds of things? Give us a little clue. I mean, stuff never, somebody's never seen before. I mean, we think that, you know, these places have been, you know, seen to the hilt. Everyone's seen everything there is to see. What, what new evidence could there be? Well, we found new footprints, of course, but we've also found other markings on the mountains and other inscriptions that are very important and equally important to understanding the, the mindset of the Israelites as they were camping in that area. So that's incredible. And uh, it puts very important pieces in the entire mosaic of the Exodus journey of the Israelites from Goshen all the way to Mount Ebal now in the promised land. But along each of these steps, we see the same thing. We see the word and the writing of God inscribed in the rocks. And that's a story that we're really eager to tell about because there is new evidence and new understanding of uh, how they were how they were developing, what they were thinking, 
That's the wonderful thing about inscriptions. Remember the book of the Bible, before it was in a book, it was on Torah scrolls, right? And before it was on Torah scrolls, it was written, it was inscribed on rocks right there at Mount Sinai in Arabia. So it's we're at a real tipping point where most people now have accepted that it is in Arabia like it says it is in the Bible. It says it's in Arabia, not in Egypt. And, and now that that's happening, worldwide attention is now going to be focused on what evidence is there at the base of that mountain. So we're, we're bringing back fresh film to show you that evidence and the new evidence that we that comes into play right now. So it's, it's, it's really exciting. It's going to be a great thing for people to be able to go to the mountain and see these things. Thanks to many of our Exodus documenters, and you've had some of them on the show, you know, Logan Keyswater and Ryan Morrow. Ryan is with us is with us at the mountain. And uh, thanks to these people and their work, you know, the Saudi government has opened up this site for people to come in and see it now. And uh, that's tremendously exciting. And it's already started and it's gonna grow bigger and bigger. They're building a brand new city there called Neo. And this is gonna be ultra modern city. And so uh, Jabal al-Laws, Mount Sinai in Arabia is right in the middle of that new city state. So it's uh, kind of a double excitement there. So speaking of that excitement, so you mentioned you've brought some Westerners with you, some guys we know very well here. They've been on the Shabbat Night Live stage. What is the feeling of the Saudis there when you say we found some new things? Are they as excited as you are? Well, they are excited. I mean, they want they want that tourism. They they have had a very large change of attitude, where they feel comfortable now being the guardian of one of the most important historical pilgrimage sites in the world to both Muslims. There's a lot of Muslims that come up there now, and to uh, Christians and even to Jews. So everyone is going to be allowed to come in and see it. And for those who don't know, Arab hospitality is is superb. I think it's the best in the world. And I've lived here twice myself in the in the region of Arabia. So uh, I have a lot of experience with it. But this is just fabulous. Being on the mountain and seeing the evidence itself has been has been mind blowing really. And we have uncovered numerous things that are new and uh, very interesting about it that tell a lot about the Israelites. The first literate act of the Israelites, we have it on film, and we'll share it with uh, Rude TV viewers tomorrow. Wow, that's extremely exciting. All right, well, we look forward to that. So, Dr. Miles Jones joining us for Passover 2023. That is tomorrow. There's the information at the bottom of the screen if you have not signed up yet. If you wanna see this, you have to sign up to see it. There's no room in the studio. You can't come to Rude Studios. The doors are gonna be locked. Everyone's gonna be inside here. If you wanna watch it, you have gotta be online. And it is live. So Miles, you have not shown me this information. I don't know what you yeah. found. Save it for tomorrow so everyone else can see it all at the same time. So again, if you wanna see this, go online, passovercharlotte.com, sign up now, and look at the schedule online and you will see when Miles is revealing this new information. Miles Jones, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, 
I'm eager to speak with uh, our online television audience tomorrow. All righty, there you have it. Okay, joins Miles and me and everyone else tomorrow at Passover 2023. We'll see you there. Throughout the centuries, enemies have gone to war over the worthiest of causes. And yet, all of these causes fade into the pages of history. So why do we fight? If our adversary can cause us to forget how we became who we are, then we become unstable structures with no firm foundation. The Warrior's Kingdom Calling with Al McCarn is our gift to thank you for supporting A Root Awakening International. When you donate $50 to this ministry in April, we'll send you The Warrior's Kingdom Calling on DVD or Blu-ray. Donate $100 and we'll send you The Warrior's Kingdom Calling plus a pewter and rhinestone wall hanging in the shape of the word Ahava, meaning love in Hebrew. Donate $300 and we'll send you the teaching, the wall hanging, plus a decorative 10-inch resin scroll of the Lord's Prayer. Offer ends April 30th. Call the number on your screen or get your gifts online at monthlylovegift.com. Yeshua said, Abraham saw my day and rejoiced. When did Abraham see his day? When the king of righteousness, the Melech Zadik, brought forth bread and wine. And when he brought forth bread and wine, it says that the Melech Zadik blessed the Most High. And that prayer is still remembered and is what Yeshua said when he blessed the Most High the night of the Last Supper the night before the Passover lambs were slain. Yeshua said, Baruch atah Yehovah, Elohim melech ha'olam, hamotzi lechem mi'aretz. This broken bread represents my broken body, my body which is broken for you. By my stripes you are healed. Do this as often as you do this in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup. And in the words of the Melech Zadik, he blessed the Most High. Baruch atah Yehovah Eloheinu Melech HaOlam. Borei Pri Hagafen. Blessed are you, Yehovah, our God, King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. And Yeshua said, this represents and has represented from the time of Abraham the renewed covenant. My blood will purchase for you. As often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. Shabbat Shalom. Well, he's been here before and we are always honored to have him back with us. Please welcome filmmaker Tim Mahoney. Tim, welcome to Shabbat Night Live. Well, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Now, tomorrow morning, you're going to be with us here. Uh, right now, you're still at home, and you're going to join us uh, for Passover. And you have something very exciting for us to see. So please, uh, tell us what's coming up, what you'll be talking about. Well, um, as people know, we've been working on Journey to Mount Sinai. We had the first part of that film coming out last fall, and now we are coming to the conclusion, uh, Journey to Mount Sinai Part 2, where, where we're going to be looking at three other mountains, Harkarkum, Halal al-Beder, and Jebel al-Laws. And uh, it's been literally 20 years ago when I first went to Saudi Arabia, and I was officially allowed to go there. Uh, and this is the whole 
accumulation of it all, you know, coming together now with these films. And I had no idea, Scott, that it would take a 20-year journey to, to finally finish the film. Now, I thought, you know, when Jim and Penny Caldwell went and they said, well, this is obviously the place, this is here, this is here, this is here, all the pieces of the Israelite story seem to fit together around this one mountain. So why the need to go to other mountains? Well, that's a great question. Well, there's still a lot of people that's, that look at these other mountains and they really say, well, the reason why uh, they believe that their mountain is the correct mountain is because of some aspect that they think connects to the biblical narrative. And so what we did is we said, well, why don't we take and look at what our, what does the Bible say? And we go back to the Bible and it talks about the journey to the mountain. There should be a, a number of campsites and wildernesses. And then there's a, an issue of travel speed. How long did it take the Israelites to get there? And uh, there's somewhere between that 45 and 60 days is, is what people are looking at. And some of these mountains are just too close. They don't really add up to, uh, to fitting. And so then there's other reasons that they make to, uh, to account for that. And then is it near the land of Midian? That was one of the other features that we have. And is it on the backside of a wilderness? And then there are attributes. In other words, uh, how big is the area around the mountain that you could actually camp at? Is there enough water? The Bible says there was a stream and a cave where Elijah came and, and stayed later. So you're looking for all those different attributes. And so what we did is we created a biblical scorecard, and that scorecard was a tool that you could use to, um, in a sense, gauge these different mountains and you know when when you look at when cars come out oftentimes there's this um sort of checklist right and so what we did is we have six mountains that we've done the checklist on and that's the reason why we took this approach otherwise if we only made a film about one mountain that we liked people would still say yeah well my mountain is the one and we just felt that it was better to really be open about it. I took a lot of time to go to all those different locations and now you can be the judge for yourself and you can look and follow along on this pretty fascinating investigation. I think that's what people love about your documentaries is that you let the audience make their own decision about this. So that, you know, that that's true, a true documentary where you're not favoring one or the other and just letting folks uh, examine it for themselves. And I think I, I really appreciate the way that even if someone is not learned about these things, uh, you spell it out for them and you, you explain things even if they've never heard of this issue before. So is this new film along that same line? Absolutely. And I think that uh, allowing people to have something to decide upon is really, really helpful. Would you like to see a, a few, you know, uh, scenes from the movie? Oh, yeah. If you have them, go ahead. Let's do that. I'm investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney, and my investigation continues for the true location of Mount Sinai. Follow modern day Exodus explorers on a search for biblical evidence. These are the 12 stones? Yes. One, two, three, four. At this place, something very important happened. There was so much evidence. It felt like I walked into something that was 3,500 years old, undisturbed. The characteristics of Mount Sinai described in the Bible match the characteristics of a volcano exactly. How could Moses have ascended a mountain into an active volcanic eruption? When Moses fled, he went to Midian. Why haven't scholars looked in Midian in Saudi Arabia? Because they can't, that's why. 
What risk would these Exodus explorers be willing to take to prove the Bible? After five years, he made a desperate decision. Yes. He made a desperate decision. That just kind of poisoned the well for everyone else to need to do scientific work in the area. And they put fences up and keep people away. This Jeep roared up and three desert policemen jumped out and these guys are waving these AK-47s right in the faces of my children and just screaming, get out of here. Uh, we can't get into the area, but we can see what we need to see through the fence. They stumbled upon something that was pretty unique. Is this the holy altar where God made a covenant with the nation of Israel? They didn't use it for sacrificing animals. What else would you use it for? Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. Have they found the mountain of God, where Moses received the Ten Commandments? Why would you go to church every week? Why would you pray? Why would you look forward to the future if the whole foundation of what you are doing this for is fiction? This is some of the most amazing, awe-inspiring, foundational, miraculous acts of the Lord throughout the entire scriptures. Join me as I conclude my 20-year search for which mountain best matches the biblical event in Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai, Part 2, a nationwide theatrical fathom event, May 15th and 17th. Get tickets now. Okay, so there you have it. A little bit of a tease for tomorrow at Passover. Now, Tim, before we... Uh, Talk more about this in detail tomorrow at Passover. Uh, what exactly is the timeline for this new film? This film is going to be out May 15th and 17th as a Fathom event uh, nationwide. So you can get your tickets, uh, and we really encourage people to come. I think the thing that's unique about this film is, as I'm working on them, you're always trying to say, well, what, what can I learn from this? And what we do know is that the Israelites were called to come back to the mountain to worship God. And this is a important theme that I wanted to draw out in this film. What does it mean to leave ex, you know, Egypt, be delivered from that bondage, and go to worship God? And they made a covenant with God that they would be his people. And I think we can apply that to our own lives today. And really, I'm raising the questions about worship. What does it mean to worship God? Wow, that's a good question. And uh, well, we'll get more details from you tomorrow. We don't want to give it all away because you gotta have something to tell us at Passover. So we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, safe travels, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow at Passover 2023. Set the captives free. Thanks for joining us, Tim. Thanks for having me. The Chronological Gospels Bible is changing lives all over the world, putting everything the Messiah did in exact chronological order and explaining the behind-the-scenes truth of what the Messiah did, when he did it, and why. The timing of it all means everything. And now, the Chronological Gospels can be easier on your eyes. The larger print edition features 40% larger type, and every page appears exactly the same as the original, so you can follow along with others who have the regular size version. The Chronological Gospels Larger Print Edition also has wider margins to write notes, and the premium quality paper means you can highlight without soaking through. Plus, the Larger Print Edition lies flat, so you can teach without having to hold the book open. The Chronological Gospels Larger Print Edition is a big and beautiful coffee table book, measuring a full 12 inches tall and 9 inches wide. 
Study the Bible with clarity and ease. I love the size of this book. This is nine by 12. The paper is, is perfect because it doesn't bleed through when I write on it. I can mark it up and I always make notes in all my Bibles. Everything is the same place as it is on the smaller version and I can just stand back and I can teach from it and it's just, it's the perfect size. I pray thee, of whom speaks this prophet? Order the Chronological Gospels larger print edition by phone or online. You'll get 40% larger type than the original. Call 800-788-7887. That's 800-788-7887. Or get the Chronological Gospels Bible larger print edition online at arudawakening.tv slash large. Well, we all know Passover 2023 is tomorrow. Obviously, we're talking about Passover, and usually when we talk about Passover, we go to the book of Exodus. But someone who has something to say about what it says in the New Testament is our guest here today, and this is Matthew Vanderels. Welcome, Matthew. Oh, glad to be here, for sure. This is uh, one of my, my favorite seasons uh, of, the, of the biblical calendar, and I'm um, just Happy to be here to be able to talk about it. Yeah, we're happy you're here too. And now you are local. Now you have a congregation here mm -hmm. uh, in the Charlotte area. Tell us a little bit about uh, what that is and what it's called and where people can see it. Sure, we have a, uh, a fellowship right over the border in South Carolina from Charlotte in Rock Hill, South Carolina called Founded in Truth Fellowship. And uh, yeah, we're a community of families that love Yeshua, want to seek uh, the obedience to his Torah. And um, just love to see what God can do when people come together. Well, wonderful. Whenever folks come to this area and they ask me, you know, where do I go for a, a fellowship? Because, you know, Michael Rood doesn't have a fellowship, right? And we said, no, no, we, but I recommend you go to Founded in Truth. So we always recommend Thank you guys. You. So. Now you are speaking tomorrow uh, about not necessarily the exodus in Egypt, or pardon me, the exodus in uh, in Exodus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Namely the book, Passover in Exodus. You're talking more about it from the New Testament perspective. Yes. So uh, what are we, we going to talk about? So the Bible, I believe, is uh, a unified story that, of course, um, culminates in the person of Yeshua. And uh, many times we look at how the Bible is put together from the Old Testament, the prophets, to the New Testament. And uh, sometimes we get this idea that these are just a bunch of, you know, farmers or whatnot just putting together stuff. And uh, the more we look, especially when you look in the Hebrew and the Greek, the more you realize that, no, these are literary geniuses that are crafting a story um, to, crafting a story to exalt this God of Israel. And not only that, the mission that he is on, that he's mm -hmm. been on since the beginning to rescue humanity and bring them back to himself. Uh, and that's, that's the whole storyline in the first few chapters of Genesis, right? He makes mankind as his image so that he can dwell with them on earth. Like that's the whole thing. This is the ideal relationship. We're in paradise, we're in the garden, we're on the, the mountain of God that all of the streams run out of uh, into, into the earth. Um, and of course, we have that thing involving that piece of fruit, just that's all it took. <laughs> mankind rebels, and then we have the rest of the story is, all right, God is going to put this back together. God mm. is going to bring mankind back into his good creation. And that's the mission. And so I love to focus on the parts of the Bible that really emphasize these literary themes where the authors went above and beyond to try to make a point. 
And Passover, we can all agree, Passover is a backbone theme throughout the entire Bible. I mean, that's what everything is based off of. This is the festival of freedom that shows forth the power of God uh, and his plan to redeem his people um, and, and start this, uh, this rescue mission that's going to come forth and ultimately bring the Messiah. But when we get to the New Testament, we see specifically in the books of Matthew and John how the gospel authors used the elements of Passover and the Passover story, and then later the prophetic Passover, the eschatological Passover in Jeremiah and Isaiah, um, to paint the picture of Yeshua's purpose, his mission, and what he actually achieved. Hmm. And so a lot of nerdy stuff, Scott, I'll be honest, <laughs> a lot of nerdy stuff. So here's the story of, of the Bible, how it starts. We have in the first two chapters of Genesis, mankind mm -hmm. uh, disperses from the garden and they go uh, to this land of Babel and they build a what? They build a tower. They're gonna build a tower up. They're gonna build their own divine mountain that's gonna reach the heavens. Um, and so they go from the mountain of God or the, this, this garden mountain in, uh, in Eden and then they go to build this tower and then they are dispersed into exile through the Tower of Babel, which is a short for Babylon. Mm -hmm. And then as we progress, we see Israel mimicking and following the exact same path where they find themselves in the land. Um, they are find God's rest in Jerusalem. They build the temple, Zion, and they go from this great mountain of God, the Mount Zion, the Temple Mount, and then they end up going into exile of Babylon, right? Mm. It's the same story. And so that's, usually, that's the rescue mission that, uh, that is being prophesied about later in Jeremiah and Isaiah. We have this idea that, uh, that, that begins to be spoken about is when will God redeem mankind from their exile from him um, through the story of Judah being exiled in Babylon. And Isaiah describes this great new exodus as a new creation all the same, right? This entirely new heavens, new earth that's gonna come about. Um, Jeremiah describes it as a heart transplant, I mean, mm -hmm. we're gonna, or sorry, heart surgery, God's going to write everything that is going to make us his people on our hearts. And then he says, he says, you know what? The days are coming, thus saith the Lord, that there is going to be a Passover, a new Passover, a new Exodus that is gonna be so great that people won't say, this is the Lord our God who brought us out of the land of Egypt. They will say, this is the Lord our God who brought us out of exile. Wow. And this is the foreshadowing prophecy. Um, that we have holding, asking the question, when is God gonna fulfill this when we hit the New Testament? All right, perfect, so sure. that's all tomorrow. So yes. save the rest, because this is a great story oh. and I'm already intrigued, but you know we're running out of time, so we'll save the rest for tomorrow. So you're on tomorrow. There's the time right there on the screen that you can catch Matthew for Passover 2023. Very few people here in studio. Most of us are gonna be watching online, so there's where you can match, uh, watch Matthew online and a uh, very intriguing message. Thank you for joining us, uh, Matthew. That is Passover 2023. We will see you and Matthew tomorrow. Well, do we have a treat for you. Not only do we have Keith Johnson in studio, we also have Nehemia Gordon and Nelson Calvillo online with us. Welcome, guys. So I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. We have something tomorrow, obviously, Passover 2023. Oh, boy. It's going to be great. And so, Nelson, let's start with you. What are you bringing to the table, my friend? <laughs> We're bringing a lot, of, a lot of meat. We're bringing a lot of meat to this table. I mean, let me, let me, let me share something with, with you and the audience. Um, one of the things I love about Hebrew Gospel Pearls is the work that goes into it. 
I have had the privilege of being on the outside as someone who followed this podcast, followed Keith, followed Hanamia, and a subscriber to both of their websites so that I can make sure I get all the plus episodes. I loved, I loved the product that they served to us. And now being on the inside, being a part of the, the research, being a part of the team of incredibly talented people who have worked and touched this thing, um, it, it's, it is phenomenal. So I am very excited about what we're bringing to the audience. I'm excited to what we're bringing to our live audience. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be remarkable. It really will be remarkable. People will remember this for a, a long time to come. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to be here tomorrow, right, for Passover? <laughs> is that right? Gonna, I will be there. I will be there in be the here. studio. All right, absolutely. So we're going to have a bunch of folks in studio, and we're going to have a whole bunch more watching online. Now, over to Nehemia. Nehemia, there is an interesting background you've got there. Yeah. I understand that has something to do with tomorrow. Tell us about it. Well, this is, uh, what you can see behind me is the uh, Bologna Scroll. It's the oldest complete Torah scroll in the world. And I actually had the opportunity to go to Bologna, Italy, and this ain't no baloney. It's the actual Bologna, Italy, where they have this scroll and I got to examine it. You can, this is actually a photo of me examining it with a microscope. Uh, and it, it was some incredible things I was able to see there. And look, this, this uh, scroll actually plays a role in what we'll be talking about tomorrow, I call it the third rail of Christianity. Uh, it's a topic that has split realms and empires, has divided the Christian world, and this scroll had a role in that in that situation. And what we're going to do is look at the scroll, see what's in there, something that was done by the Pope himself 500 years ago, and then we're going to go back to the Hebrew words of Yeshua and see what we can learn from that. Wow. So Keith, but what I'm hearing from Nehemia here, we have to change the name of your presentation. They're doing with these guys. It now has to be the scroll had a roll. <laughs> or we could say it's oh, the scroll had a roll. I like it. We're out of roll. Or we could say no baloney. <laughs> or no baloney, the scroll had a roll. Let me tell you, I gotta set some context. First of all, they're both sandbaggers. Uh, Nelson is not just on the outside looking in and the inside looking out. He is a research exceptional. He is, they've let me in the secret meetings. The secret meetings are between Nehemia and Nelson. They're working on things right now, literally, that will change scholarship around the world. And I mean it. You serious? Tomorrow, we will be live. You guys are giving us two hours. No editing. Live. Are you kidding me? (laughs) It's going to be amazing. We haven't done this in three years. It's got to be I got to tell you what we did. We actually got to a section in, in the Sermon on the Mount where we could not proceed. And it was so controversial we literally stopped our study and said, you know what? We can't do this right now. So we ended up doing the Tricks of Translation a couple episodes, uh, Shabbat Night Live, Tricks of Translation. He, he, Jew and a Christian understand the words of Yeshua. But what we decided to do was to bring it to the live presentation of Passover. Tomorrow, we're going to do what we've been studying for hours. And I mean this, for hours. And what we're going to touch probably is going to shake some things loose uh, mm. out of the words of Yeshua that even in the end come right back to Passover. It's, tomorrow's going to be amazing. Don't, you, you, like, folks, where's my camera? Where's my camera at? Where, right, 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 right here. You don't want to miss tomorrow. We are going to be <laughs> opening up the words, language, history, and context of Yeshua through the process of study that Nehemiah and, and Nelson have let me be a part of, and people get to see it happen. It's going to be amazing. And, it's, and now, Nehemiah, you said, I mean, what Keith is saying here. So this is what this third rail you're talking about, this this dividing thing that it, that you found? Well, you know what the third rail is? I come from Chicago where they have the L train. And there's two rails that the train goes on. And the rail in the middle provides electricity. 
And when you touch the third rail, you get electrocuted. You're dead. And so this is one of these situations that people who have touched this topic, they've they're not dead, got electrocuted, but it causes a lot of controversy, a lot of difficulty. People shy away from it, yeah, and they yeah. kind of just want to ignore it. Yeah. And I say, look, Yeshua didn't ignore it. Let's see what he said and at least try to understand him in his historical language, yeah. history, and context. We'll do the best we can, yeah. and we'll see what we can come up with yeah. and see if we can understand him in that context. And I'm not afraid of touching that rail because we can hopefully get to the truth. Yeah. All right. Now, I got to say something. We're also going to make a, a bit of a bit of announcement. If you look at the back of Nelson's uh, background there, yes. he has something that, that Nehemiah has made available to us, and we just found a way to make it available again. So during Passover, we're going to make that available to people so oh. that they can learn to do what Nelson has learned to do, what I've learned to do, what Nehemiah has given us the key to do, to read the Hebrew Gospel of Matthew as it was written. We oh, have wow. the tools because Dr. Gordon has given them to us and we're gonna to announce tomorrow a way that people can to get that through a rude awakening. I, I mean, I, well, I don't know how we're, how we're gonna do it, but Nehemiah, we're gonna make that available to people because you've made it available to us. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. All right, well, Keith, Nehemiah, you guys are here all the time. So let's let, let's let Nelson have the last word. So Nelson, is this as spectacular as we're hearing about? I mean, is this gonna be some big bombshell we're gonna to hear tomorrow? It will be an enormous bombshell. It will be an enormous bombshell. And let me tell you why. Because the topic we're going to talk about is not new. Honestly, it's not, a, it's not a fresh topic. But what we're going to do is we're going to pull back the cover on the actual words of Yeshua, words that people have not read before, not seen before, not heard before. So we're going to add a totally new dimension on a very, very specific and and up to this point, not very well understood topic. Wow. So okay. you're very diplomatic. I love him. He's very diplomatic. Yeah, All right. He's great. So, <laughs> so join Nelson, Nehemiah, and Keith tomorrow at Passover. There's the time you can watch it on the bottom of your screen. If you don't have tickets yet, you got to have tickets to watch this thing. I mean, there's folks online, there's folks in studio. And if you want to be online to watch it, there's no more room in the studio, unfortunately. But if you want to watch it online, this is how you get it right there at the bottom of your screen. And do it before tomorrow because that's when it starts. We'll see you then. Throughout the centuries, enemies have gone to war over the worthiest of causes. And yet, all of these causes fade into the pages of history. So why do we fight? If our adversary can cause us to forget how we became who we are, then we become unstable structures with no firm foundation. The Warrior's Kingdom Calling with Al McCarn is our gift to thank you for supporting A Root Awakening International. When you donate $50 to this ministry in April, we'll send you The Warrior's Kingdom Calling on DVD or Blu-ray. Donate $100 and we'll send you The Warrior's Kingdom Calling plus a pewter and rhinestone wall hanging in the shape of the word Ahava, meaning love in Hebrew. Donate $300 and we'll send you the teaching, the wall hanging, plus a decorative 10-inch resin scroll of the Lord's Prayer. Offer ends April 30th. Call the number on your screen or get your gifts online at monthlylovegift.com. If you like what you see on Shabbat Night Live, you'll love the bonus episodes. Now available only on the michaelrood.tv app. These bonus episodes dive deep to give you more serious study. 
cutting-edge content, and righteous raves you won't find anywhere else. It's Michael Rood Uncut. Sign up now to get the MichaelRood.tv app free for 14 days. It's everything Michael Rood, plus all new bonus episodes you won't find anywhere else. Sign up to watch now at MichaelRood.tv. Well, you know that Passover 2023 is tomorrow from A Rude Awakening International, and we can't have A Rude Awakening International Passover without Michael Rood. So welcome, Michael. Oh, thanks, Scott. It's good to be here. And you're going to be here tomorrow as well, but mm, we want to give yeah. people a little bit of a preview because there's all kinds of interesting stories you tell at Passover and stuff I never knew. You know, what are some things that typical Christians don't understand about, about well, Passover? Well, you know, that's a very good question because it says, Messiah, our Passover was crucified for us. And we, unless we know about Passover, we don't know what that means. We don't know what they did in the temple. We don't know what they did in Egypt unless we rehearse it. So we are going to rehearse it this year. Okay. So what are some things that, like you say, in the temple? So what was... Name, name us something that was going on in the temple maybe that we don't know about uh, at the time when, like when Yeshua was being crucified or when he was dead and, and be, waiting to be resurrected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we see that the Feast of the Lord are all prophetic shadow pictures. They're always something telling us about the future. And so uh, what we did uh, in the temple was the the priest was in seclusion from the time the Passovers were 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 roasted and put in the ground. Then then the priest was in seclusion for that time. Nobody could touch him, and so uh, we know that according to the Bible, when Yeshua was in the grave, that the Mary came. Uh, early in the morning before sunrise and went to touch him. And he said, don't touch me. I've not yet ascended to my Father in heaven because he was in seclusion. He was not touched by hands. And so he said, I now ascend to my Father in your Father, my God in your God. Go tell my disciples that and then meet me in the Galilee. So... Everything that we rehearsed in the temple was a shadow picture of Passover. And so Yeshua did exactly what was expected of him. So that was happening at the very moment in the temple that when Yeshua was in the grave. That was the exact same time frame. That's right. That's right. The, the priest was in seclusion and nobody could touch him for three days until the first fruits were offered in the temple. Ah. And so Yeshua got up on the day of first fruits and, and he, he ascended to his father in heaven and that's when he presented uh, the 24 elders. The first fruits. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah, so it ties all together with the book of Revelation too. And there's something, too, about when the priests, when they had their, because they had their roasted lamb as well in the temple. Yeah. And there's something interesting about that oven and how they roasted the lamb. Could you quickly tell us about that? Well, yeah, they, they roasted the lamb in the upright position on a stake. 
And so literally on a cross, they held his rib cage open. And just like Yeshua was on a tree. And they, they wrapped the entrails around the lamb's head. Just like he had a crown of thorns. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so he, the, 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 he was the, the very lamb of God. Uh, literally. Wow. So then the real question becomes, so they have the roasted lamb like this and they have Yeshua on a cross. How did they not see this correlation? But They should have. Mm-hmm. Everybody paying attention would see that and remember that. Absolutely. That's why we were told to, to keep this feast forever so we would not miss it. So we could see that, that it was literally being fulfilled before our very eyes. Wow, wonderful. Well, if you think this is great, you just wait till tomorrow. Michael's got more to say, so tune in tomorrow. Oh, yeah, he, say, oh, yeah. he says there's a lot more. You know, there's something very special that we we're going to have Nehemiah in. Yes. And, uh, and also, we, we have other people that will be there, and we get to break some very interesting and very important news to, to everyone. Okay, beautiful. Well, make sure you tune in. If you haven't signed up yet, yeah, there's yeah. the information. Yeah, they, they can't sign up and come in. No. We're, we're, we're all filled up. We're filled up more than the Super Bowl. Yes, that's As right. Johnson would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't, just because you're famous, you can't get in. That's right. No room at the end, just kind of like Bethlehem when Yeshua was born, right? Okay, so there you go, (laughs) PassoverCharlotte.com. Go on there now, and we will see you tomorrow.